What's up, everyone? Welcome into episode number 215, where it is my honor and privilege to introduce a special guest joining this episode, and that is Northwood Safety, Stephen Douglas. How are you doing, Stephen? Doing great. How about yourself? Doing good. Um, thanks for taking your time out of your schedule. I know you've been pretty busy up to this point. No football season just ended, so thanks for joining the podcast. Oh, for sure. Excited to be here. So talk a little bit about how you started playing football. Uh, I would say I wasn't allowed to start playing football until I was in high school because my parents, mostly my mom, was scared of concussions and other injuries like that. So once I did uh, was allowed to start playing football in high school, I haven't looked back from there. I've been wanting to play my entire life. So like during like middle school and elementary school, like I would have my mom drive me to the high school field and I would just be looking stuff up on YouTube of how to get, you know, better being a football player because I was going to be behind everyone from not playing. Did did it feel like a relief to you when they finally said like, yes, because you were saying like, Hey, I've wanted to do this for a long time, or at least it seems like you wanted to do it even back in middle school, especially because you're having her drive you to the field. Yeah, no, it was awesome. I was so excited, you know, and you meet a lot of great people in like being a part of a, a team in general, you make a lot of more friends. So that was a great uh, fit for me. And I just loved, I just loved watching the sport from a young age and I always just wanted to play. So I was, was very happy they finally let me play. So what was it like when you first started? Because a lot of people kind of start when they're a little younger, maybe like sixth, seventh, eighth grade. What was it? Yeah. What was it like? starting as a freshman in high school like there's some people that start as a freshman year but like did you kind of feel like you were behind did you kind of feel like taking going to the field and like looking what people do do you think that kind of helped you be where everyone else was when you first started um physically I said I was I don't think I was far far behind I mean I don't know how freshmen are nowadays I mean I was really small I was like five five 110 pounds so I hit the weight room really hard but I would just say football situation stuff-wise, since I've never played the game before, like Madden will only take you so far. <laughs> yeah. But definitely just playing other sports before high school definitely helped me just, you know, be in shape and stuff like that. So how quickly did you kind of figure all that out? Because you're currently playing a Division two level, so you had to figure out pretty quickly, even though you joined a sport, like you said, kind of late. Um, I would say I just, I didn't have a big social life. I still don't, uh, my, my freshman and sophomore year of high school, I was just in the weight room every single, I still am, but I was in the weight room every single day, just trying to get my body physically able to play at a high level of football. And it was just a lot of sacrifices because I want to play at a high level, you know, as most full players, I want to play, you know, at the professional level and that involves a lot of sacrifices. And so for me, I thought sacrificing a social life and, some other aspects of that would help me become a better player, just focusing solely on football. Yeah, and it definitely helped you to get to where you are today. We'll talk a little bit about how Northwood has been going a little down the road in this podcast, but talk a little bit about kind of your high school journey. Like, how did it go? How, how did you play? What was kind of like your recruiting process like? Uh, I would say my freshman year, it was a little rough. I think our freshman and JV team, we went like, we might have won two games that year. And I got called up to varsity for the last two games of the season. So I got to come in in the fourth quarter in trash time. So I felt I felt like the big man on campus. <laughs> but 
it was a rough first couple of years just trying to get my body right. And then junior and senior year, I really came on. I felt felt a lot stronger. Uh, sophomore year, we were pretty bad too. It was mostly sophomores starting. So we went two and eight that year. And then up into my senior year, we went 11 and one. We're the first 10 and 0 team in history of our high school, which is really big accomplishment for us. But I would say just growing as a player, just getting a higher football IQ and then getting bigger, faster, stronger every year was huge. And you were telling me that you are, or at least you played football in Colorado. So how did you end up in Michigan from Colorado, especially at um, the D3 level, which was your first stop? We'll talk about that stop here after this, but how did you end up in Michigan? Um, so my high school coach, uh, John Shipley, he's originally from outside of Flint, Michigan. And then he went to Central Michigan for his uh, school and college. And he was roommates with one of the Albion coaches when they were both in college. So that's how I got hooked up to Albion. And I flew out right before COVID happened in January 2020. And I, I knew I wanted to go out of state anyways. And, you know, I, I loved the fit. All the, the coaching staff there was great. The players were great. Uh, shout out Connor Smith, my overnight host. And I just decided, you know, I think it's time to – go out of my comfort zone and go out of state for school. So what was that like when you first kind of arrived at Albion, a new school at a place that is kind of far away for your first college experience? Um, It was definitely crazy, especially since it was during the COVID times. I would say it even got even worse because we didn't start practicing until late September and I broke my foot in the third practice, like real practice. And so I had to get uh, surgery. And that was not fun at all. I wanted to go, I wanted to transfer back home because I couldn't play football anymore. I was not in a great place. But luckily, you know, the dudes out there and the coaching staff out there was great. And they convinced me to stay. And I stuck it out, even though it was not a very fun experience that first year. But it was a great decision to stay, though. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. And that had to be really frustrating because you like you said you moved to Michigan to play football and then in your third practice you broke your foot and you're probably just sitting there and saying hey there goes my fo- football season and I, I'm sure that like you said like the your teammates your coaches um, like helped you like were there for you probably helped with training and stuff like that so that probably helped that process as well but definitely seemed like it was pretty disappointing, at least right away when that happened. Yeah, no, I was very bored. I was very just like angry at the world right now. Like I too much pity party and stuff like that. Like, why does that have to happen to me? But it, it was a great learning experience and it's made me you know, a better person than I am today. So after you broke your foot, of course, you end up playing again at Albion. Did you have like a kind of like a welcome to like college football moment like that you're like hey this is a completely different level were you able to kind of like adapt to like the speed how hard people hit all that pretty easily I would say the welcome to college football moment like partly was my freshman like my true freshman year just like every kid in high school thinks like oh like d2 d3 you know it's not like it's below me like I just want to go play at like the big state d1 schools and stuff like that and so definitely getting Albion, there were some dogs there. And I was like, damn, like, this is like the real deal. This is legit football. 
no matter what level you're playing at at the college level. And then game-wise, I would say my first uh, career start happened in week seven. I think of my, I guess my redshirt freshman year since I got injured. I uh, was in the Albion Hope game, and just that game was just like I was like holy sh- like holy shit like this is college football right here. Um, luckily, we won that game, but it was just a great it was a great experience. And I want to kind of get back to something that you said that I think is um, kind of a good thing to discuss because the conversation about D2, D3 athletics and Mm -hmm. some people are thinking like, hey, it's not good product. Like the goal is to get to division one. I think that's everyone's goal, like, right. But Mm -hmm. there's only a certain percentage of people can even get to division one and then a certain percentage can get to division two division three and all those percentages are extremely low when like people kind of find found out that you're playing at a division three school was there kind of that somewhat conversation of like hey like why are you playing at division three school or was it like something like when you first started playing you're like hey i want to play at college i'm not saying you weren't grateful to play at a division three level because i think every athlete should be grateful to even be playing college because of how difficult it is but was that kind of either said to you in your back of your mind a little bit at any point and you're like hey it's just division three but then once you arrive at albion you're like hey this is actually like legit stuff I would say there's definitely some of it from, you know, other people at my school, like kids who aren't even on the football team. So I kind of disregarded that. I was like, you know, I'm about to go play a college sport and I don't know what you're doing, but you know, I, I'm grateful for the, for the opportunity to play. You definitely think as a freshman coming in that every dude that plays in college, you know, you were the guy on your high school team, but now with that transition to college, all those dudes were the guys on their high school team. And now they're the guys on their college team. So you got to just have that mentality of, you just have to put your head down and go to work no matter the division that you're playing at or whatever sport you're playing. Exactly. So once you got there, like what were kind of some of the biggest like differences you saw between high school football and D3 football? Uh, I would say obviously the size difference between, you know, high school and college athletes. Um, the speed was definitely a lot different, a lot faster than what I was used to because I I played a, a middle, I guess a mid-sized high school, not huge. We had maybe 980-something kids or something like that. But I would say the speed was definitely different, a big difference. And I would say the football IQ of everyone. Like, I learned so much. My first, I still am learning so much every year. But my first, like my freshman year, I learned so much about football that I didn't think was possible. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And it seemed like you were there at Albion for – a few years, but then after a few years, your coach ends up taking a jab at Northwood, and you and a few other players from Albion decided to enter the transfer portal after that and kind of follow him to Northwood. So why did you end up leaving? Was it because you're like, hey, I want to kind of like follow my head coach, like I really like what he's doing, or was it more like, hey, you know what, I want like like, I've loved my time at Albion, but, like, I want uh, an opportunity to maybe possibly play at a Division Two level. Uh, I would say it's a mix of both. I knew at Albion I was going to stay for my four years and then use the COVID year at a 
a higher division level school because I want to eventually play in the NFL, you know, XFL, USFL, any of those leagues. I just want to play professionally. And in my mind, I would get more exposure if I went to a higher level of playing was my thought process. And then also with Coach B leaving and then Coach Sweeney leaving too, two of my guys, uh, our head coach and then defensive coordinator and defensive backs coach, I was like, I need to follow them. And I was like, you know what, why wait another year? I'll just do it this year and enter the portal and follow them. Was it a pretty easy decision to enter the portal? Was it more like, hey, I need to sit down and take a while to think about it? Because, like you said, like early on, like when you first got to Albion, you broke you broke your foot, but your teammates, your coaches, kind of kept convincing you and saying, hey, stay here, stay here. Like we know, like what you're going through, we know you're not happy right now, but just give us a chance. And they they you did stay. So was that like an easy decision to stay? or to leave or was it kind of like a little hard decision to leave because of like those players that were saying, Hey, like, like we want you to say, um, I would say it was football wise. It was easy because I knew I wanted to play, you know, up a division, you know, no matter what that is D2 or D1, but uh, friends wise, it definitely was hard that uh, because I transferred the spring semester to Northwood last in the spring. And so I definitely missed all my friends a lot. I wasn't, you know, having different classes and switching my major was kind of a hectic time, but football wise, I knew it needed to be done. I did take the entirety of winter break. So I, I didn't enter the portal till the Thursday before school started. So I had what Thursday, Friday, Saturday, four days. And then I was, I knew where I was going to go. There was a couple other schools to talk to me, but I already said I'm following my coaches and it was a very crazy four days to drive out from Colorado to Albion, grab all my stuff and then drive up to Northwood. Yeah, that had to be um, a crazy experience. How long of a drive is that? That has to be 10 plus hours at least. Yeah, it's uh, it's about like 20, 21 hours depending on like traffic. Usually I hit a little bit of traffic outside of Chicago, but it's, uh, I definitely have gotten used to it by not doing it for so long. What Was it like more stressful than it typically is because you have to go up to Elby and get all your stuff and then go to Northwood? Or was it just something like, hey, this is just something I kind of have to do, and it's just my new college. Uh, it was a little stressful because I was really worried about, like, what the some of my teammates would think of me. Like, I was leaving them before I, you know, graduated. So, I like, they understood, like, the grad transfers leaving, but with, like, me and a couple other guys leaving before we graduated, I, I was worrying too much about what other people thought about me instead of just, like, what was best for myself. Thankfully, you know, all my teammates, they were, they were happy for me. They wanted me to go, you know, chase my dream of playing at a high level. So it was uh, something I shouldn't have worried about, but I did. No, that's completely understandable to kind of have that thought. And hopefully you're still able to be in contact with a couple of the players mm-hmm. from Albion. And I don't think anyone would ever, especially for like a he- – especially for, like, a head coach. Like, I don't think anyone should really ever, in my opinion, like, be, like, too upset at people transferring because typically they're transferring for a specific reason. Either, like, um, yeah, it just depends on the reason. You saw an opportunity to get to play at a level that you kind of want to, and that's what you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely I've, I've gone down and seen them a couple times when it's out of season, so I still love my guys down there. That's awesome. So when you made that transfer, what was it like having kind of like a new team? Was it kind of 
like restarting college all over again or because you've been able to play a few years at Elbin was it an easier transition for you because you did have your head coach you did have a few guys as well transfer with you so what was it like joining a new team with a lag room of like 99% of guys that you don't know I would say it was definitely tough at the start uh that spring semester was really bad for me I missed all my friends you know it was a new environment I'm not a really big fan of change and you know it was a great for me great learning experience you know helped me grow as a person but coming in, you know, I luckily had one of my roommates. Uh, me and him were the only two that transferred halfway through the year. The rest came this fall. But it was definitely rough just getting used to the swing of things, like how things go here instead of how it went at Albion. And winning over a locker room, you know, showing these guys, like, you know, I came here to play. I didn't come here, you know, to bullshit around and stuff like that. Like, I came here to win even though it was a struggling program. I think all the guys here really – have uh, bought into Coach B's ideology of just, you know, trying to get this thing going and not have, make it like a four-year plan or something like that. We want to win right away. Yeah, yeah, and I think all the coaches that go into a new program and bring players with them want to win right away. So how was it building, like, that kind of, like, culture, that kind of um, cohesion between LBN, former LBN players uh, Northwood players that were already there, transfers that were coming in as well with your head coach. Like, how different is was, like, kind of, like, the culture for, at Northwood compared to Albion? Like, was it a pretty similar, like, locker room culture like that you guys wanted to build? Or because it's a new program at a different level, you and the rest of the team and the coaches kind of had to change a little bit of how things kind of go? Uh, I would say the biggest was just, like, some dis- discipline-type stuff. I think discipline's huge in football, and we were just trying to get get it to that way, like how we had it at Albion. Obviously, we want to exceed those that uh, that standard even more. And one of my coach, Coach Sweeney, always says, success leaves clues. So when I came in, I was like, I'm just going to keep doing what I what I, what has been successful for me and, you know, try to guys around the way. There's a lot of hard workers here anyways, so – I became quick friends with them, you know, going, they have an indoor facility here, which we didn't have at Albion, which is really big. So, you know, you can practice your football skills all year round. And so I was in the turf room every day with a couple of the guys just getting better and getting after it and trying to sell a winning culture here. Yeah. And you guys had quite a few um, transfers that started this year and you guys had, um, I believe the most wins in at least a decent while. Mm-hmm. um this year so it seems like at least things are kind of working a little bit as well it seems like you also have quite a few players coming back next year as well which is great because you guys were pretty competitive versus majority of the teams in your conference so you can continue to build towards next year but one thing I want to kind of talk about is that difference between division two and division three football like what was like the biggest difference that you've noticed? Because a lot of people play division three, a lot of people play division two, but is there really that much of a difference between both divisions? Because it kind of seems like there could be a pretty big jump between both divisions. I would definitely say there is uh, probably from the high level D three teams could play at the division two level for sure. 
But I would say the biggest difference I saw immediately was the size of the linemen and the tight ends. They're a lot bigger than what I was used to. I was like, dang, I'm going to have to tackle these big tight ends. But, you know, it has to be done. And then another big difference with this, uh, the skill position, it's a little faster than D, D3. I was expecting a lot more, but some guys are faster, some guys are slower, you know. And then the next would be the running backs. The running backs run a lot harder here, and they're a lot harder to bring down, so you always have to wrap up solidly, bring your feet to the party, and tackle to the ground for sure. Yeah, yeah, it definitely seems like it's a little bit of a difference, especially with kind of like the size that you're saying. Um, probably means that, like I know you said earlier, you're big into the weight room, but you might have started hitting the weight room a little bit um, more, a little bit harder because of that probably. Yeah, no, I just kept – I I was, I played at 200 pounds my final year of Albion, and then I got up to 205 in the spring here. But I felt a little slower, and so I just dropped back down to 200, and I felt perfectly fine at that uh, – just keep getting stronger at that point. That's awesome. So you are at 200 pounds. You're a safety. So can you talk a little bit about, like, your play style? Like, what type of safety are you? I would say I just try to be – we call them erasers here. Like, if they get to our level, that it needs to go down because if it doesn't, uh, they'll score. It'll be a big chunk play or something like that. But I model my game after – I really love Buda Baker, uh, safety for the Arizona Cardinals. You know, he's a okay. smaller guy. He's not, you know, huge like Cam Chancellor or Sean Taylor or a player like that. But just being a short tackler and then if the ball's in there, I have to make the most of my opportunities and go get it. So being an, a, a racer, that means you're trying to be like all over the field. And a little bit before we kind of had you on the podcast, we talked a little bit about – your season, um, about like the awards after the season, all that kind of stuff. I believe you had like two interceptions this year. You had multiple like different tackles. I can't exactly remember how many different tackles you had, but you had quite a few. So with those stats alone, like how do you think like the year went at, at Northwood? Like what did you take away this year that you're like, hey, you know what, I'm going to do a little better next year or maybe just as a team like how can you guys take that next step I feel like it was a me personally I feel like it was a solid year for myself I obviously I have a ton of room to grow and a lot to work on you know physically and both in the film room too but I would say our defense really came on later in the season we started playing uh together and we gelled more and so we we're going to keep that going obviously you know a couple guys are going to transfer here and there which is going to suck but I would say we really just – we started playing together and we stopped worrying about uh, stuff we couldn't control. So early on in the year, if the offense had a bad play or something like that, we would be like, ah, like we have to – like some dudes were like, ah, we have to go go back out there. And then we have the uh, – our motto on defense is uh, punch the clock, which is work – we're workmanlike. We'll do whatever it takes to win. And so later on in the year, everyone kind of bought into that punch the clock mentality of like, if we get another opportunity to go out and play football, like that's awesome. That's what we came here for. So we stopped worrying about stuff we couldn't control, the uncontrollables. So we just started thinking about what can we control ourselves. And that's just our alignment assignment and executing the play call that was given to us. Yeah. And I think that kind of change of mentality that you're talking about is kind of a good thing. It's like 
kind of like feeding off each other. Like if uh, maybe the offense does something or maybe gives up a turnover, then the defense needs to go out there and say, hey, we got we got your back. Like we're going to mm-hmm. try to get this stop. And it should be that way. Like it should be like maybe if the defense allows like a long scoring drive, the offense is like, okay, like we need to like answer that. So it should be a team thing where it's like, hey, you know, it should be like you said, workman mentality and saying, hey, you know what sucks if, like, the offense does a turnover? But, hey, it's I'm getting back on the field. This is what I want to do, and I want to make a play. And if we get a stop, it gives our offense a chance. And there's been a few times this year that you guys end up leading a touchdown scoring. The offense ends up leading a touchdown scoring drive to win the game. I believe that there's at least one or two of that happening as well. And you guys on defense getting a stop to end it as well. So it's kind of that – combination of saying hey you know what if there's a mistake the other team just needs to step up and go out there and make plays and that's kind of seems like what the mentality started to be like and I really liked that um kind of that goal or kind of like that saying that the defense has is like it's a workman mentality like we want to go out there we want to be able to make plays and we want to be the best and we want to work hard yeah for sure yeah you hit it the nail right on the head like later on in the year we were playing our best team football wise as offense defense and special teams all together and that's what you need you know to be a successful program and obviously five and six it's not going to cut it we did have a winning record in our conference like conference play for the first time in I don't know how many years and you know we took off the table we uh haven't won a game here an away game here since 2018 I believe and we got that done this year, we got two of them back-to-back, which is really big for the program. And I feel like we have some moving in the right direction. Yeah, and you're, and I definitely think you guys will continue to move in that right direction. And I'm a pretty big fan of your head coach. Or I think he's at least a really great head coach. Wherever he's mm-hmm. won, wherever he's went, he's won. Um, he's also a younger guy as well. So it shows that that like wherever he goes, he kind of like installs what he wants to do. And he, and he's just like a winner. And I know this year you said, yeah, you're five and six. That's not a winning record. But also if you look at the record in the past couple of years, like you were saying, Northwood was a struggling program. So five and six, while it's probably not good enough for any of you guys, five and six is a dramatic record difference improvement than what you've seen in the past couple of years, at least. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I wasn't like, I wasn't happy at all with the five and six record. I was pissed off after the season, but you know, I just take a step back and just look at the bigger picture wise and say like, these are like small improvements that can lead to lead to bigger improvements, you know, to compete for the GMAC next year. Yeah. And I think, and I think that's a really good point is next year, like what are like expectations for you, for the team? Because Five and six, like a lot of people might say, well, you guys shouldn't be competing for the GMAC. Like you guys didn't have a winning record. But also, you see the difference between one year after another. Is next year, I don't want to say GMAC or bust, but is next year like competing or at least in the running for the conference championship? Is that kind of like the goal like people have been talking a little bit about? Or is it just kind of like, hey, let's just see like what we have going into next year? Um, let's see if the players that are coming in. Uh, I would say every year we're trying to compete for a conference championship. You know, Albion, we did it. At Northwood, we're going to do it here. Like, we don't have 
that there shouldn't be nothing below that goal. We shouldn't be like, you know, expecting like, let's get an eight win season first. Like, fuck that. Like, uh, we'd rather go, you know, 11 and 0 win the GMAC. And obviously, that's very hard to do. Tiffin did that this year. They're a great football team. But we were, we were in a lot of uh, games against like the big time teams in our conference, and we just couldn't play four, four full quarters of it. And so if we, we just need to figure out how to that, have that consistency to achieve, you know, those great seasons. And I would say there's nothing, nothing below trying to win the GMAC. Exactly. And that's a good goal to have. Um, what would you say this year, even though like the record was kind of disappointing, what would you say has been some of your um, greatest memories or a great memory that you've had this year that you're like, hey, that's going to be something I'm going to remember for a while? Uh, I would just say me just uh, getting closer with my teammates here. You know, since I haven't even been here a full year, I've gotten really close to some of the guys here and it all have those friendships for life. But also just being able to play at this level, like coming in, I was like, okay, you're, you're stepping up, you're playing at the D2 level now. And I really like, I love to succeed and, you know, I'm very perfectionist. So I was like, I was just happy with myself, like, being able to play at this level, I was kind of like, oh, damn, like I can, you know, compete at this level at a elite player level. And I was happy for myself. You know, I'm not satisfied at all. We, uh, we have another saying here that will never, will never arrive. Our last snap of football will be our best snap. So I just have to keep having that mentality to play at a high level. Exactly. And being a part of a team that you're so close with, um, let's talk a little bit about kind of, being in that locker room, but kind of like being on the opposite side of like the transfer portal, because like you're always going to have people that are going into a grad year, their fifth year, that's going to like transfer away. Is that like being on the opposite side of that? Is that kind of like hard? Because like you were, you were there like a couple of years ago. Is it like kind of hard to see like some of these guys transfer? Because I've seen a few, um, few like grad transfers from Northwood recently and they're like yeah is it like hard to be on the opposite side or is it more like hey just like go do you like hey we we are so appreciative of your time but like go do you like go do great and I think that's probably what's more like especially because you've been through that process right yeah for sure you know I always want my guys you know go get theirs and I'm happy for all the dudes who you know if trying to find a better opportunity for themselves, you know, whatever is best for them. And also like we had some guys transfer out of Albion from when my time at Albion. So the transfer portals, like it's obviously grown every single year in college athletics. And so it's, it's something you just got to get used to and because it's here to stay. Yeah. And it's something that people have different opinions on. Like some people love the transfer portal, think it's great. Other people think the transfer portal isn't a good thing. Like, I think it just kind of depends on the person that you ask. And being someone that has entered the portal, it kind of seems like you're more on the side of like, hey, you know what? This The portal is more used for better opportunity, growth. And some people might argue that the portal might be used for maybe just like trying to get away from like a hard situation like maybe they're not playing the way they want to or maybe they don't want to like work and get to that level so kind of seems like it's a difference of opinions for a lot of people Mm -hmm. but at least it seems like for you 
for like players in that locker room, it's more of just like, hey, go, go do you, like go play. Like there's no like hard feelings. Oh yeah, no hard feelings at all. You know, if you you know want to find a better opportunity for yourself, or if you have some issues here, like you know, personal issues and stuff like that, like I just want you to be, you know, the best player you can be. You know, we'll support you the full way. Exactly, exactly. And you have one year left at Northwood. How does that feel? Is it kind of like a little weird feeling? Like you only have like one quote unquote year left of college football. Like I know you said the goal is to always play professional football because you love doing it. Is it just kind of weird to be in that position and saying, hey, you know, I'm almost done playing college football and I have like a year left to like fall out and hopefully get that chance? Uh, yeah, it's definitely a weird feeling. It definitely goes back faster than you think. I can uh, remember back in high school, my freshman year of football, our freshman coach had uh, one of the juniors come over to us after practice and talk about, like, how fast it goes by and stuff like that. And I remember sitting there like, nah, it doesn't go by fast. But fast forward now, you know, I'm into my last year of college football, and I'm like, damn, like, it's really like every year just keeps going by faster and faster. So you got to make the most of your opportunities, you know, have fun with the memories, you know, and just work hard. Exactly. And you want to continue to play football after next year. Would you ever want to, like, coach or, like, after you're done kind of playing football, is it something that you're going to kind of, like, step away and just say, hey, let me just <laughs> enjoy watching football for the first time in X amount of years? Because being a college football player, you don't – and we talked a little bit about this before we recorded. You don't really get to watch football too much like you don't really get to watch college football unless it's late because guess what you have games on Saturdays as well uh, I would say definitely like I obviously want to go play professional it's that or bust I don't really want to do anything else with my life I would definitely coach football though I love you know just being around the sport you know helping the next you know generation of players would be awesome too and definitely yeah like watching football like now we're gonna watch Sunday football now with the season being over the Having matching was actually nice because you get to go watch games like Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, stuff like that. But I would say definitely would consider coaching. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we got a few more kind of questions. Um, two more questions to be exact. I want you to talk about what football means to you. Like how has it changed? Like who you are? How's it, how has it changed your life? What have you learned about yourself in it? What's, like, just football mean to you? Like, how has it helped you in life? Because, like, you've talked about, you love you love football. So, football has to be, I don't want to say everything, but it's a huge part of your life. Yeah, I would definitely say it's my entire life. I don't – you can ask all my friends here. Like, I don't do a whole lot other than football, which is – it sounds boring to some people, but for me, I love it. You know, I love the grind and just, you know, working out of the weight room or going to the field, watching film, stuff like that. But it's definitely impacted me in a big way. All the – I've had – I've been lucky to have great coaches in high school and in college to help me not just become a better player but a better person and just how to deal with – situations in life based on you know how football is you know because life isn't always going to be good like our head coach always says you can do everything perfect and it still might not work out out that way like at Albion on uh, the 2022 season we did we worked our ass off we did 
X, Y, and Z and all this stuff, and we end up going nine and one, we don't make the playoffs. Like you can do everything right and still not get what you wanted. And that's just how life is. And football has taught me, taught me that, that you just got to keep pushing forward. And then I would just be thankful for once again, just thanking all my coaches because I've had some great coaches over the years. That's awesome. And yeah, and I think because of that, you kind of have like the unique opportunity to kind of just like give back, like kind of be in that position that you were talking about. Like when you are a freshman, you have that junior come over, like talk to you guys. So being a D2 athlete, you're in a kind of like a position to kind of like just share some advice because, hey, you've been through it. Like you've been through Division Two, you've been through Division Three, you've experienced so much football so like for anyone that wants to um play college football just like play football in general what kind of advice would you give to those individuals i would just tell them you know to find what their passion is like what would you like to do because if you do want to play football at a high level there is a lot of time that goes into it and a lot of sacrifice that you have to do and if you just want to play, I've known some kids like in high school that they just played, you know, to be a part of the team, have fun. And that's great. You know, I feel like you should be able to play football. Not j- Obviously, I play to win, stuff like that. I'll do anything it takes to win. But if you just want to be a part of a group of guys like and have fun and just create long uh, lifelong friendships, it's definitely there for you. And then, again, if you want to play at an elite level, you got to make a lot of sacrifices and just put – a lot of time into it and yeah. also be very coachable. Yeah. And it's not always going to be fun. Like you, like you said, like, I'm sure like you love football, you love working out, but I'm mm-hmm. sure there's times where you might necessarily not want to go to practice or times like at the end of the season where you're not hundred percent healthy. You, like you have some aches, you have some pains. Like it's not all, all going to be awesome things or times like, like you said, you broke your foot. You've been, through that struggle as well. It's not going to be kind of like a straight path. And I think that's what Mm -hmm. you were saying that, Hey, life isn't always going to be easy. It isn't always going to be fun, but like, if you love what you do, you just continue to do. And that's just kind of what you've seen. Like you, like you love football. And even though you've been through a broken foot, maybe have played games that you aren't extremely happy with or all that kind of stuff. It's just something that like, if you see the bigger picture, which it seems like you do, it's worth in the end. Yeah, for sure. It's like, obviously you have tough times, like you have tough workouts, tough conditioning, stuff like that, which, you know, it sucks, but it's also fun at the same time to push yourself to see how far you'll go until you, you know, your body can't physically go anymore. So, and I'm a big, like, I got big into this summer of working out without music to try to just build my mental strength. I feel like that helped me a lot. You know, people call you, people will call you crazy, but in my opinion, everyone should try it at least once. <laughs> I I honestly um don't really listen to music too much when working out. Like I will at I will at points, but like mm-hmm. like I just want to like get my work get my workout in and just go through it and then get a good workout and then like I don't think you necessarily need music to like work out. Like I know like like you said, that kind of seems like the opposite of what a lot of people do. And I still, like, sometimes will listen to music as well. Just kind of depends on the day. But, like, you're in there for, like, a workout. And some mm-hmm. people, like you said, might think that's a little crazy. But it seems like, <laughs> <laughs> seems like that's you started doing that a little bit at, at, as well. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. It's fine. Just, you know, building mental strength, not just physical strength is huge, you know, trying to try to be an elite athlete, you know, and play at a high level. Yeah. Yeah. That, that mental aspect as well, because like, if you make, if you make a mistake, like you're going to have to get over that mistake pretty quickly, especially if it doesn't like quote unquote lead to a touchdown. Like you can't have that in the back of your mind and saying, Hey, you know, I made this, made this mistake or I missed my coverage. If you keep Mm -hmm. thinking about that, then it's going to keep, happening and if it keeps happening in the college level i'm sure you probably won't play pretty much very quickly yeah no yeah especially a defensive back you got to have a next play mentality and you know i'm good at that sometimes i'm bad at that other times you know because i try to be per, like perfectionist you know that sign bites me in the ass sometimes because i have to not worry about a bad play I made because i can't let that affect the rest of the game and the rest of the place i'm going to be in yeah and i think that's going to be a good like point to kind of like end on and what's it like kind of being that perfectionist like you want to be like perfect all the time but guess what no college football player is perfect like mm-hmm. you'll miss you'll miss a coverage you'll miss um a tackle like how ha- have you been able to kind of grow from like I'm sure you still want to be like a perfectionist like people that want to be a perfectionist I don't think that changes ever but like how have you been able to kind of like grow like adapts to that and just saying like hey you know what like if i make a mistake i don't want to quote unquote say it's okay but like to not like kind of like get upset at yourself yeah it, it for sure you know it's a ongoing battle forever like for my whole life what i've started doing you know you just have to think about just the one play like just think about the now and the present and not think about you know how this affects the scoreboard or how this affects, you know, the rest of the game in general, worry about like external factors. Like I just have to worry about doing my job, my assignment on this play call and executing at the end of the day. Exactly. And the goal is if all people, all 11 people on the field execute like they should, if you're on offense, probably should lead to a touchdown. If you're on defense, might not even gain a yard. Just, just kind of de- yep. depends. Like, it's not perfect like that. Even, like, mm-hmm. you have plays where, like, everyone executes their job, everyone does it perfect, and it still leads to, like, a, let's say, like, a great catch or something like that. Like, there's mm-hmm. – like, if everyone does everything perfect every single time, like, people are still going to score points. People are still going to drive down the field. Um, but as long as you can do as close to your job as you can – and make a couple of plays here and there, you're a great football player. And that's what it seems like you've been able to do. It seems like you want to continue to grow in that aspect of things as well. And it seems like you have huge goals for you going forward in your future. Yeah, yes, sir, for sure. It's just all about just doing your job and worrying about, you know, what you can do at the best of your ability. Awesome. Well, I hope you're able to get to your goals. Hopefully you can want, hopefully next time, um, we have you on the podcast. If you ever want to come back on, hopefully I'll be talking about being a professional player some someplace, NFL, XFL, um, USFL, maybe. Um, yeah, so maybe next time you ever come on, maybe we'll be having that discussion if that's something that um, you'd want to. But And that's basically saying, and I tell everyone that ever joins, like if you ever want to come back on, I would absolutely love to have anyone come back on. So if you'd ever be interested, um, we can definitely have you back on in the future. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. Hopefully, you know, I hope we have that conversation. 
Hey, and you know what? If you do end up getting there, we definitely should have that conversation. Yeah, yes, sir, for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you again for joining the podcast. I really appreciate it. Hopefully you had fun. I definitely had fun. It was great talking to you, learning a little bit about your journey. And yeah, best of luck to you. Best of luck to Northwood next year. I'm sure that you're getting back to work here very shortly for football as well. Oh, yes, sir. No, always straight back to work immediately. (laughs) Awesome. Well, that is a wrap to episode number 215. Thank you again to Stephen for joining and everyone tune in to the next episode.